0: Welcome to the Rulers World Broadcast. Stay tuned as Pastor William Beckson shares with you insights on how to take dominion on the earth. Father, we thank you this morning for your majestic presence in our midst. I pray that you will increase our awareness of your presence in this place. And I pray that you will teach our hearts to connect with you so effectively. Lord, that everything you have for us in this service, every package, every deposit, every layer of truth, layer of understanding you have for us in this service, not one of us will miss it. We give you thanks for healing bodies. We give you thanks for healing minds. We give you thanks for strengthening and invigorating spirits in this service this morning. Our lives will never be the same again. Our minds are open, our hearts are open. We receive the light of your countenance. We receive divine illumination. We receive divine enlightenment. In the name of Jesus, every darkness in our understanding is giving way as the light of your word shines bright upon our hearts and minds. Even in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Heavenly Father. We're ready to receive the word from your mouth, Lord. Feed us. Even in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Um, Welcome to service uh, this morning. It's always a joy to serve you, God's counsel. I pray that you will have undivided attention this morning as we get into the word of God. Uh, This morning we will be considering um, living under his government, living under his government. For some time now, we've been looking at uh, the government that Jesus brings to the earth, and um, we were examining some of the, even though features will be very weak, uh, but like we, we call it the, the DNA, the, 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 the things that make up the government of Jesus the things that are factored into the construct of the government of Jesus. And we said that the government of Jesus, according to Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6 and 7, that government uh, comes with an increasing peace. So peace is a prominent feature of that government. It's an essential, intrinsic Part of the government. We also discovered that joy was also an inseparable part of the government of Jesus. Joy. We saw that righteousness is also an expression of it. that. How that justice is the very heat of wants to execute his justice. Looked at how that. Play out if your life comes to full and sure God will, wherever we find ourselves, is looking out to see whether there is injustice in the space, in justice in the place where speak up, do something about justice, achieving for service. You're welcome. Come to the, we thank God, mercy to take the granted. He took them and brought them. Praise His holy. All right, so uh, today. Like I said, we're looking at living under his... There are some things to understand. We can maximize this understanding that God is bringing to us. So uh, I hope jotting them thoughts mean to you. It's very all right. So what, what we are seeking to do, objectives of this um, short period, is to help our understanding the kingdom system under his government to understand all this governance. The key in this seeking first. You see, seeking first is like a disposition that we need to have... If we be taken serious by by God, once you don't put Him first, He doesn't take you serious. He loves you, but He won't take you serious. You know there are people in your life you love, but you don't take them serious. Know that oh, they usually don't mean. If they tell you do this. you you take your time, whatever it is the asking. So what happens when we seek first or have that orientation is that we come into understanding that is supposed to be applied to our life. The goal for seeking first the kingdom is to live an understanding. And then now that you have that understanding, you walk away to apply it. You see, so we are seeking the kingdom. We are seeking his government. We are seeking to understand. And when we understand, we apply that new understanding, cutting into our lives. And then, as one of the this presentation, we are also standing and taking advantage of mysteries. Because once we stand the truths that runs that government, then we can take advantage of that and profit from save. And then finally, uh, we'll also understand uh, that this command of dictates and ordinances, the king, these judgments or are actually cups of the soup, wisdom, judgments of peace of the soup. Uh, as we get into the understanding how to plug the government Jesus brought and literally advance the interest of in ourselves. Uh, the key the key scriptures that are attention, the one, the second, and verse three, and verse three, Matthew 13, the same text is in Luke 8, 10, and John 8, 28. 31 and 32 and then ephesians 22 18 and chapter 2 verse 10 and 19 genesis chapter 18 19 these are the scriptures on our dashboard first but we still need isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 and 7 we need to wear this text out in your need to read until that portion is out because god wants to communicate something to us for unto us a child is born and unto us his son is giving, and the government, the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom, to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The Z hosts shall perform this. Uh, 2 Corinthians 11 and verse 3. 2 but I fear lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Oh, hallelujah. Now, this text is helping us understand that even though Christ Jesus is heading up the government or the government of God on the earth, the devil has no new trick. No new temptation, and so Paul the apostle is helping the Corinthian church understand that just like Satan targeted the mind of Eve and deceived her, Paul was harboring a fear that the Corinthian church could also be deceived. I have discovered that it's only religion that has a practitioner, but when it comes to govern kingdom of life, your mind plays such a central and important role, first requirement to even get close to the kingdom, is repent. And repent means change the way you... Like, you want to come and deal with God, don't come here with that thing. Like, you want to deal with God, you want to relate with God, you want to have a relationship with God. The first warning, if God had an office, when you are entering, there's, there's sign there, repent. That means change your... Don't enter this office with this thing. But when what you are practicing is religion, they don't need the use of your mind. You can leave your mind at home and go for a religious service. And until we purge ourselves of the erroneous thought that what we are doing is religion, our effectiveness and impact will will be sabotaged. Your your life will not be able to produce the force of God's wisdom. Because God's wisdom in the life of a man is supposed to just make the head and not the tail above only and not beneath. This is possible with your life and with my life. But what God will use to achieve that is his wisdom at play, at work in your life. And for you to have access to that, you must you must relate to him on the platform he has created. And the platform we relate to God with is the Christ. And the Christ is heading the government. Of. So if you encounter Christ... He brings you in, we, 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 we need to so embrace that, that you don't look like a religious person. We need to so embrace that, that you will not be mistaken for a religious person. So your mind is critical in this adventure. All right. In Matthew 13 and verse 11 and Luke 8 and verse 10, um, Jesus gives a parable, the parable of the sower. And the disciples said, you speak to this in parable. And he answered and said because it is giving unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom, but to them it is not given. Okay, so if those who have been giving the mysteries of the kingdom are on one side and those who have not been giving are on one side, should there be a difference in our lives if one person is operating mysteries of the kingdom of heaven and another person is also using something else? Should that be a, a distinction, a marked difference? Yes is the answer. So Jesus is saying, this kingdom government runs on certain, and here he calls it mystery. And he's telling his disciples that you have access to that truth. You have access to that mystery. And because of your access to this mystery, you will be able to effectively function under the government, under the kingdom, which is what Jesus brought. So please understand that the kingdom of God runs on truths, runs on mystery. In John chapter 8 and verse 28, 31 and 32, um, verse 28, an interesting text. For answered, then said Jesus. So then said Jesus unto them, when ye have lifted up the son of man. Oh, so powerful. Then shall ye know that I am he, and that I do nothing of myself, but as my father hath taught me, I speak these things. So from what Jesus is saying here, if you don't like learning, studying, if you don't like lectures, you don't like teaching, you will malfunction in the kingdom. Because he, the leader of that government says, I don't say anything I want. I'm saying the things that I have been taught. Jesus said, I submitted myself to the teaching of my father. My father has taught me and therefore I speak these things. Where do you get what you speak from? The, the, the things you say, the way you talk, the things that come out of your mouth. Who taught you? Because we are not ordinary people. We are citizens of a superior kingdom that cannot be destroyed. You are not weak. If you think you are, it's Satan who is working over time to convince you that you're weak. You're not. There are enough truths, enough mysteries in this kingdom that will make you indestructible any time, any day you have to Anytime, any day. Okay, so in Ephesians one twenty-two, we are told that Jesus heads up all things. Colossians 1.18, uh, he's the head of all principality and power. You are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. So uh, that tells us that Christ Jesus heads up the government and the administration of God's finite and infinite estate. Everything God has ever created, Jesus is the head of it. Jesus is the manager of it. Jesus is the administrator of it. Everything God has ever created, both visible and invisible, known and unknown, finite and infinite, exhaustible and inexhaustible, they are all under administration. He hates that. All right. So I wrote something here. I said the Bible is not a magic. It's not a magic. Nothing will happen to you if you put it under your pillow and sleep Satan actually, re- he quotes it. So by putting it under your pillow, there, there are no magical powers in the Bible. The Bible is only useful if it is in your heart and in your that I've put the book under my bag. It's in my car, so I won't get accidents. Satan will open it and read a verse to you and crash the car. He will read a verse to you before crashing it because he was quoting a scripture to Jesus, waiting to push him over that, that thing. Satan is very religious. So he is the founder of religion. So the Bible is not a If you are not studying it and not reading it, that you possess it won't profit you. I have 10 versions of the Bible, 10 translations. I have the, the soft copy. I have the hard copy. I have the electronic copy. All those things won't do anything to you if you are not studying it. It's not a magical book. You know, there are books that just by holding them, devils will like to hang around. They are magic books. The Bible is not one of such. It's only profitable if you are using it. So if, if you are not serious with getting God's word into your heart, you are just setting yourself up for attack. Because what you are doing will be annoying Satan. If you serve me, serve me. But if you won't serve me, don't, don't be joking with me that I'm here and don't, don't do that. I don't have time to waste. So it's a very serious matter. God's word to us is supposed to be in our hearts and in our mouths. That is the only time the word of God begins. So it's not a, a magic book, it's a practical book of God's kingdom government. That means when I open the Bible, I will understand how God intends to run this earth. I I will get the understanding. And that understanding actually is a knowledge that I have processed by the spirit of God and have come to the, the counsel of God. You see, that understanding is actually where God is standing. The position of God. Now that I have derived this understanding from the word of God, I go out there just like Jesus said, the things I'm speaking, it is what my father has taught me. You see, now that I have understood this thing, it is changing what I'm saying. It is changing how I'm seeing life because I have been educated by God through his word. That's the use of the Bible. So if you read the Bible, you have a lot of things to do because as you are reading and you are understanding, you will see that it is shaping the way you are walking, shaping the way you are talking, shaping the way you see life, shaping what your heart conceives. So it's a practical book. It's a book that can guide our lives. It's a book that opens us up to the wisdom of God. And when that wisdom of God is flowing in your life, you will, you, will, you will enjoy his peace and enjoy this joy we're talking about as being an inseparable part of the kingdom or government. So commitment to finding and applying this superior wisdom to our lives will give God the opportunity to show himself strong on our behalf, you see. Because many times, we are the people who are opposing God. God's greatest problem is Satan. the way I'm thinking. His biggest problem with me is not the devil. It's the way I'm thinking. So if he can straighten out how I'm thinking, he will show himself strong on my behalf. Life on earth, therefore, is all about government and not a religious experience. And, and we need to literally detox because we live in a context where Religious experiences abound. Religious practices abound. Religious um, meetings abound. Everywhere you look, everywhere you go, there are religious practices, experiences going on. And and if if we don't mind that, what will happen is that we will be relating to God religiously. Not in the sense of commitment, but we, we will be viewing God like the Pharisees viewed him. We'll be dealing with God like the Sadducees dealt with him. And Jesus' greatest conflict with any kind of human being were with religious people. He's either saying woe to Pharisees or something more serious than woe. But people who come with open mind to him, ah, he's willing to show the truth that we willing to show. All right. I need to quickly define some terms so that um, we'll be able to understand what we're sharing in context. The first term I want to... Uh, help define uh, will be the word government, government, government. Uh, The Hebrew word connotes empire, empire. And that word empire also comes from uh, a root meaning, uh, which is prevail or to have power as a prince, to have power as a prince, to have power as a prince, to have power. When we talk of government, it means you have power. As a prince, to exercise judgment. So it's important for us to understand when we are talking government, we're talking power. We're talking authority. We are talking the right to rule. Do you see that as we talk now, in terms of the democratic um, system of governance we are practicing in, it is the MPP government that is in power. And for the tenure of their reign, they can make decisions on behalf of all of us, whether we agree. Once they are going through the, 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 the various systems that are set in place. So it, it, there is a setting power. When the president goes anywhere and he's holding himself out as the president of Ghana, he's not looking behind him to see, will anybody catch me saying I'm the president? No, 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 no. He has the power to hold himself like. But President Mahama cannot hold himself out as the current president. Anytime he goes anywhere and does that, it's a serious offense. He can hold himself out as the former president of But you can't say, I am the president, because you don't have the power to do so. So, government is power. So, when the Bible says, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, that means he will have power to administrate the estate of God. He will have power to carry out the verdict of God. He will have power to establish the judgment of God. He will have power to do that. So, so in the course of his ministry, they will ask him, by what authority are you doing these things? What question is that? I'm the leader of this government. It's like President Kufadu has said, um, you know what? Um, nobody's going to pay water bill again by pre- presidential decree. You can't question him. He has the power to do. It. He has the power to do. It. So Jesus, as the leader of God's government, has the power to establish the verdicts of God. Like the things God has said, he has the power to bring it to power. So understand what, what we are dealing with when we are dealing with Jesus. We're not dealing with a leader of a religious sect. We're dealing with somebody who heads up the government of God. When, when you are talking to Jesus, he heads up the government of God. And the kind of government he heads up is a kingdom government not a democratic government. And that's why many of us struggle with Jesus. We struggle with him because we are coming to him with a democratic mind. So you think you have a say. When Jesus says, do this, you think you have to tell him what you think about what he's he's a king. He's a king. Because his wisdom is superior to yours, he has factored everything and come up with positions on your life. So when God's word tells you, Ah, uh, don't steal. Your explanations and reasons for stealing, notwithstanding, it won't shift. His. What he's telling you is not up for debate. If God tells you this is my will for you, it doesn't matter what you think about it. Whoa. I, I, I heard a minister say, the only, the only way it is possible for Jesus to be alpha or beginning and the end is that this whole thing is a circle. It's only in a circle that the beginning is the end. To me. So it's in your interest that you obey him now. Else you will go round, 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 round. When you are 55 and you see that you've chased the wind, like the watch him from a for 55 years, you will now realize that, you know what, I just need to submit to his will of my life. I don't want the answer. The next term I want you to consider is the term judgment. And judgment is a verdict pronounced judicially. It's a verdict. Verdict is not his, the position of a government. It's a position. So if the verdict of God is that you will live and not die, you can, you can take that to the bank. You see, verdict is not a promise. Verdict is the conclusion of the whole matter. So, what is expected from verdict is compliance. It's a divine law. Verdict is a divine law or truth. That's what Jesus is calling mystery. There are certain verdicts that have already been given by God. It is is in our interest that we find them out and walk in them. What's the verdict of God concerning marriage? If you find it out and walk in it, it will be well with you. What's the verdict of God concerning finances? If you find it out and walk in it, it will be well with you. What is the verdict of God concerning our health? We need to find it out and insist that that verdict be carried out. It's a verdict. It's a divine law. It's a determination. It's a due order. It's an ordinance. Judgment is sentence. Oh, this is so powerful. So what it means is that ordinance comes under judgment. And was it Pneumaticus that we're talking. But this year, don't miss the meetings eh? because it's, it's one message that we are preaching in every service. So if you miss, it will be disjointed. And it, it's important that we, we all get the same understanding. So please don't miss meetings. The last word we're looking at is responsibility. So these are three key terms uh, we're looking at. The first was government, second was judgment. And the third is responsibility. And responsibility is the ability or authority to act or decide on one's own. It's the ability or authority to act or decide as responsibility. It also means good judgment and the ability to act correctly and make decisions on your own. good judgment. Good judgment and the ability to act. Oh, and we've already told you that God has his, the judgments are already they are there. So responsibility is good judgment, the ability to act correctly and make decisions finally it's the state of being the person who caused something to happen so if you say who was responsible for this we are saying who made this happen who brought this change who orchestrated this so that's responsibility okay so now i'm sharing with you some key concepts uh, as we look at living under the government key concepts so the first key concept you need to understand is that the kingdom government on earth is god's authority but man's responsibility the government of god on the earth is god's authority but man's responsibility nobody will tell you this in a religious service because in a religious service everything is responsibility but in a a kingdom service god's authority plus man's responsibility the will of God will be. It is religion that will let you sit down and wait for God to do what he has asked you to do. Religion is very comfortable with In fact, they can sell that very nice. For some, they even take it a step further. God, change what I'm doing. I'm doing something. You change it. And it's a major prayer topic. Like, I'm doing something that, you know, by God, you change it. God did not create a robot. God created a man with a will. So, the first concept, the kingdom on earth is God's authority. But man's responsibility. Now, where does God draw that authority from? He draws his authority from ownership. Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. That's what gives him authority to decide here or to make his will known here. He, he owns the place. So his authority derives from his ownership of it. Nobody delegated authority to God. He, cre- he began this thing. So he has a right by creation. He has a right by ownership. Now, his ownership was also a bought ownership. He didn't buy it from anybody. It's ownership that derives from creation. So, God is the the rightful owner of the heavens and the earth and therefore, his authority issues from there. But, what we need to enforce his will on the earth is not just his authority but man's responsibility. Why? He made us in his image and likeness and gave us That delegated authority. All right. The second is that God's kingdom government on earth is man's responsibility. I'm repeating it for emphasis. God's kingdom government on earth is man's responsibility. That's a risk that God was willing to take on your life. Uh, When we get into the application, you will understand that if God's kingdom government on earth is man's responsibility, then the advancement of God's kingdom is at the pace of man. The advancement of your life is at your own pace. That's the risk. God may want it faster. But if you are slow, he will have to wait. This can change your life. This can change. Because man is responsible for the government of God on the earth. The will of God being done on the earth. And God's will is not a religious phenomenon. His will covers every area of your life. There is no area of your life that God is not interested in. So it's not as if, as for God, there, take my heart. Lord, just take my heart. Ah, uh, now that you finish with my heart, let me go and sort out my own finances. No, he has a will to cover that area. Ah, okay, that's this my marriage. No, 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 no. He has a will for that area. God's will is not a, a religious phenomenon, it's God's interest in every area of your life. So so if you are relating properly with God, every area of your life will come under his government. Every area. There will be no area of your life that is ungoverned. And now that we are understanding that whatever happens to God's will on earth is our responsibility, Genesis 1 let's make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion. It's up to them if this thing will be done. It's up to them. Now, what this teaching will ultimately lead us into will be the place where we understand that through work we can work miracles. Hey, Miracles Because it's your responsibility to drive this. Ah. If you will do it, Satan can stop you. If you want to be healed, the devil cannot stop you. The only thing that will stop you is if you, in that case, you stop yourself. There is no power under heaven. No power in hell that can stop a man or a woman who has taken responsibility for the will of God for his life. Look, nothing that is arrayed against you can stop you. It's that powerful. That you have made up your mind that I'm going to be fully responsible for God's will in any space I find myself. For God's will concerning my life. That you won't need a supervisor because you are responsible. You know the place of responsibility in this. You have come to understand that the government on earth is God's authority, but my responsibility, Isaiah 9:6, And the government shall be upon his shoulder. It's his full responsibility. Whether God's will will be done or not. On earth, is not up to God. That's why he told them, when you are praying, say, our Father in heaven, hallowed is your name. Your kingdom come. It is men who are busy praying, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth. It's men who are doing something about that. If we stop doing something about the will of God on the earth, it will not be done on the earth. Another will will take charge. Another will will reign. Now, as I'm saying, over the earth, over the earth, and over the earth, and it looks as if it's very far from you. Your body... Is the first earth his will must be done in. That's the first earth. And if you don't take responsibility for that, another will will run your body. There are other desires. Jesus said, Simon, Simon, look, Satan has desired that he might have you and sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you. Can you imagine if Jesus did nothing about it? Peter would have been gone. The reason why he would have been gone is not because Satan is powerful. Even Peter himself doesn't even know that. Satan wants him. So he's going about trying to fish. Trying to catch fish. Selling fish. He's bargaining fish. He's making profit over his fish business. And Satan is just, I will cook you like one of these. Be selling it. You will soon be that one on my meal. And Jesus said, hey, I've seen something. Peter, but I've prayed for you. Don't worry, you'll come out of it. Can you imagine? If Jesus did nothing about it, Peter would have died. And he would have died not because Satan is strong. He himself cried. He didn't even know that Satan wanted him. There was a wanted on his head that had been published in the spirit. And he didn't even know. He was just going about his normal business. And Jesus said, "Simon, look. Behold means look. I'm sure he, eh? Satan has desired you. Jesus was so sensitive that when the thing became a desire in the heart of Satan, he picked it up. So sensitive. He picked the thing up at the level of desire. And he says, we've aborted it. Peter, we've aborted it. Go on and live. We're talking kingdom. We're talking kingdom. Another government is interested in your marriage. Another government is interested in your health. Another government is interested in your finances. And Jesus is also bringing his government. So this thing is war. It's war. It's war. So if you don't take risk, you'll be a victim. A cheap victim. Because these things we are dealing with here. My brother, Satan doesn't respect your, your degree. And we are not being superstitious. That you speak Queen's English, it's not, it doesn't impress the devil. That guy is, he, 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 my friend. So if you don't lay hold on the truths that can tame him, the mysteries that can put him at bay, if you don't take delivery of the verdicts of God that you will tread with in life. Oh, obesume <inaudible> baby, Because na and yet you will be going on, but a side of your life will be hanging somewhere, and you have also moved on. But when we deal with this government, oh, we're out of time. We're out of time. We didn't start the teaching. We are talking about the concept. Concept. And we are saying God's kingdom, government on earth is man's responsibility. Psalm 115 16. Psalm 115 and 16. 115 and 16. The heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's. But what he's coming to say is not like what he has said. What he has said is that a certain jurisdiction is the Lord's. But the earth hath he given to the children of men. Whatever becomes of the earth is up to men, not up to God. If God is God, why are people suffering in Somalia? If God is God, why am I suffering like this? It, it, it's not God's responsibility. Oh. Let me shock you. Your success is your responsibility. Because said, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate there in day and night. So that you will observe to do. That means as you are meditating, you will be getting wisdom. And then you are applying the wisdom. You will make your way prosperous. And you will have good success. So if you don't have it, it's not God's fault. If I don't have it, it's not God's fault. He has shown me how to get it. I can't pray for him to get it for me. Religion will say, go and pray for God to make you. Kingdom government will say, my friend, sit down and discover the judgments, so you can apply them to your life and come out of this, this hell. Come out of this hell. So this is religion. And yes, is a government. It's a government. Go- so you must have the right mindset in prosecuting this. Close on it. My assignment in the kingdom government is my responsibility. My assignment. Oh, my assignment. My assignment is my responsibility. Please say it for, say it for me. My assignment is my responsibility.
1: My assignment
0: is my responsibility. Your assignment is how you fulfill the purpose of God for you. Your assignment is how you fulfill the purpose of God. And as we continue the study lies, that your kingdom impact, your protection, and your provision is connected to your assignment. Men I, I, and brethren, your provision is connected. I know many of you are thinking that God is the one who, are, who is providing. God is the, It is true. In a generic sense. But in a specific sense, the provision is connected to assignment. Two texts for that. We'll get to that. The first is how God plants a garden and gives man the responsibility to dress the garden, to till it, to protect it, to defend it, to guard it. And as long as man is doing that, there is no need for In fact, he says, every tree of the garden you may freely eat. Except the tree of the knowledge. You can eat everything except one. That's when you are doing the assignment. Oh, The provision is attached to the assignment. Where do doctors get their money from? From sick people. No healthy person gives doctors money. Oh, you don't know. Where do lawyers get their money from? From people in trouble. Have you ever heard that doctors are wicked? Doctors are very wicked, though. This person came shaking like this, shaking like this. And they said, yes, you, that you have somebody who is in trouble. They will jail him. All. This person, they will take him to jail. All, and the lawyer's consultation. Is, where, where, where is the counsel? There is a big counsel. That you would think that because this person is in trouble, they will say, ah, what's the problem? They, oh, please, let's go to court. The consultation be, He's in trouble, though, because his provision is attached to his assignment. If he does every free bono, uh, pro bono, sorry pro bono everything he's doing in his life is pro bono the wife will divorce him and yet nobody will say lawyers are wicked lawyers if you are in trouble crap, they will collect your money before they take you to court nobody. have you ever said anything like that it's only pastors who are chopping people's money is that not madness how many of you can sit on your seat like you are so weak but you are listening to me pastor i'm listening but I'm how many of you but let me take you to the hospital and see thing like this but they will take their money before they take care of them. People are lying down like this, and they are shivering like this, and they are shivering like this. But they they will thank the doctor for taking their money because they will be well. But you say we are chopping your money. This this thing I'm telling you, will not it make your life better? Yes. This will make your life better. But you join people to do i not past six now. I'm I not pay six now. Pressure, I'm not sorry. 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 i am sorry i not say i am not sorry i am i am not sorry i am not i not sorry i am not sorry i am not sorry i am not sorry not Continue. God will have mercy. How many is This is what I mean. Is he a joke? <laughs> no, it's not a joke, with my brother. <laughs> it's not a joke. No, no, it's not a joke. It's not a joke. <laughs> All right. We believe you've been blessed. For further inquiries, contact Kingdom Expression Ministries worldwide on 201 or visit our website www.kindomeexpression.org. Follow us on social media at Kingdom Expression. You can locate us at South Oyarifa, 300 meters from the Ankunam junction.